So Genesis chapter 2, Psalm 23, and um, Matthew 11. I love this kind of sermon because I am tired of people getting beat down and beat down and beat down and too many people who call themselves Christians kind of stay there, okay? I'm kind of one of these positive thinking wonks, you know? I kind of like Tony Robbins better than most preachers. I apologize for that. But um, I just I just like those dudes, man, because they go somewhere. Too many preachers, man, they, they talk and they talk and they talk, and I'm not even sure what they're talking about, but I'm sure it's good. It just goes nowhere. I want you to understand That wherever you are, God can restore your soul. God can restore your life. Is anybody here? God can absolutely invest himself in you so that you can be that person that God created you to be. Please hear me. Please understand. Please be there. Please understand. This is what is necessary. We don't need any more religion. Just between me and you, religion gets on my nerves. Denominations get on my nerves. I hope the DS isn't watching. <laughs> but it's not, every time man gets in control of something, it gets goofy. Has anybody ever noticed that? Did you ever watch the federal government? Seriously, cuckoo for stinking cocoa puffs, man. I mean, it, it, it's nuts, but I want you to understand it's not about church, it's not about religion, it's about the fact that Jesus Christ, 2,000 years ago, he bled and he died and he suffered in your place so that he can restore your life. Amen. Are, are you with me? Everybody with me? You understand? I, I got to have, you know, I, I was born the wrong color. I should have been at a black church, you know what I'm saying? They just respond better, you know? It just, it just you know, I just enjoy that more. And, and, and he not only died on the third day, he rose again from the dead, Amen. defeating sin, hell, and death so that he could restore the eternal life that he created you to be and live. Amen. Please hear me. Please hear me, because Satan absolutely is speaking to too many people who call themselves Christians, and they just, well, there's nothing I can do. Yes, there is. He already did it. And then, on top of that, he sent this dude called the Holy Spirit to give us everything he did on that cross and everything he did in that resurrection and invest it right into your real life. Anybody understand why I get excited about this stuff? I mean, I do get excited about this stuff. And I do know this. Religion isn't going to do anything to impact this out-of-control world. But Jesus Christ can And Jesus Christ will. And he will restore your life. And he will restore you professionally. He will restore your your home. He will restore your marriage. He will restore your mind. He will restore your emotions. He will restore everything that needs to be restored if you will let him today. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand where I'm at? You know, in Genesis chapter 2, oh, I'm going to start right here. We will take communion at the end of the service. I'm not religious, and I'm not denominational. I don't play this game, well, if you've not gone through our classes, you know, and you've not been confirmed in our church, you can't take our communion. I want you to understand something. I don't hear that in Jesus Christ at all. Here's what Jesus Christ said. You ask me in your life, you ask my forgiveness, you're ready to take communion. I'm sorry, you know. And if you're not, if that's not where you are, it's a good time to do that. So if you're online uh, and you're, you're listening, you may not have the juice and that nasty, I mean that wafer that um, is at the bottom, all right? But get a cracker, get a piece of bread. I don't know, somebody, somebody said one time to me, if we had Dr. Pepper and um, peppermint patties, people might come to church more, you know, but... Um, not very religious, but I'm, I apologize. But get ready, because we're going to take that at the end. I watch a world that is and is being crushed. I watch a world that is being told that you're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not successful enough. You're not rich enough. Um, you don't have enough. I don't know about you all, but the problem we have isn't that we have enough. We have too much junk. Anybody here not have too much junk? You know, I mean, you know, we just, we throw away, we throw away, we throw away. And you know what we do after that? We go buy more junk. How dumb is that, right? You know, we're told we're not smart enough. We're told we don't look right. We're told we don't have the right stuff. We don't have the right background, the right education. We don't come to the right family. We don't. It's a constant crushing. And I want you to hear me this morning. I want everybody, young people, I want you to listen especially this morning. Okay, because you're the ones really being manipulated. Young people, everybody listening? All right? Don't listen to this garbage. Okay? Don't listen to it. Don't listen to it. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Then the Lord God formed man of the dust of of the ground. <laughs> and I always come out after that and say, didn't know you were a piece of dirt, did you? Huh? And he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Now, I want to read these scriptures today, if you don't mind. Just go ahead and read it, and then we'll kind of go through this stuff um, together. In Psalm 23, and everybody knows this from funerals and, and all that kind of stuff, all right? It, it says, God restores my soul. I'm going to read it because y'all missed it. No matter where you are, no matter how you've been crushed, no matter how you feel about yourself, no matter what you're dealing with, I want you to hear something. God restores your soul. Amen? Amen? But that was okay. I'm going to say it one more time. God, this morning, if you'll let him, will restore your soul. Amen? Amen? He really will. All right? 
He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Let me interpret that for you. If you listen to him, he won't let you do anything stupid. Amen? Anybody here ever done anything stupid? Anybody here go a day without? No, I'm just kidding. And he'll prepare a table for me right in the midst of my enemies. Y'all missed it. He'll prepare a table for us right in the midst of our enemies. I get so dull. Christians drive me slam crazy. They do. Oh, oh, this world. Well, doofus, change your world. Step up. Be a man of God. Be a woman of God. Quit whining. You're buying right into the trash. You know, everybody's like, well, don't you have problems? Are you nuts? I can match you problem for problem, temptation for temptation, struggle for struggle. I can, I can match you no problem. But here's the difference. I have decided that God is daily restoring my soul. He is leading me. He is guiding me for his name's sake. And I will not be smashed down. Is that for me? That's for every person who wants it. Everyone. I want you to hear that. I want you to understand that. I want you to get that. Because there's too many people who call themselves Christians and they just run around with their head down. Oh, my world. Everybody's world stinks. That's this world. Are you nuts? I have problems. Everybody's got problems. I'm too busy. Everybody's too busy. That's our problem. You know. Well, you know, I don't have much in my life. Eh. Ain't nothing in this world really counts anyway. You hear what I'm saying? Stop it. Stop it. Look up and realize you've got a God who loves you. Realize, here's the cool part. You ask him in, you're his eternal son or daughter. You're an eternal prince or princess. Are you thinking that way? Are you living that way? Or are you whining and griping like everybody else? Amen, preacher. Preach it, whether I want to hear it or not. Amen? Amen. And you online, this is for you too. Quit whining. Quit worrying. You know, it's time, guys. It's time for the people of God to allow God Almighty through his Holy Spirit to pick us up and make us different than every other person in our world. Amen? That's what they need. And let me go to Matthew chapter 11. Starting with verse 28, it says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Cool. Amen? And here's the part I don't like. Take my yoke upon you. No, 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 no. I don't want that yoke stuff. 
I don't, I don't want no weight stuff. I just want everything to be easy and fun for me. Anybody else? But you see, that's not how it works. And this is why too many people who call themselves Christians really don't have a life. Because they don't come to Christ to take on his yoke and his burden and his will. They come to Jesus so that Jesus can do stuff for them so they don't have to do anything. Let me tell you something, kids. That's killing you. Are you with me? Is anybody with me? All right. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And no matter what happened in your life, no matter where you are, comes out of Jeremiah 6, you will find rest for your soul. Okay, here's what you do at that. Amen's good, but here's what you do. Amen. Oh, but pastor, you don't know my life. Everybody here has the same junk in their life that you've got in yours. Everybody here's got dimwits and doofuses in their life just like or in yours. Everybody here's got family. Anybody here not got family? Huh? People, neighbors, workmates. Everybody here? But I want you to understand something. No matter where you are, no matter how you've been crushed, no matter who's put a knife in your back, no matter how many wounds you have, no matter how down you feel, if you take on that yoke of Jesus Christ, you will find rest for your soul. Hallelujah. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, it says that God takes the earth. He takes dust. He takes whatever. And he molds it into you. Let me help you with something. You're perfect. I'll say it again. Y'all missed it. You're perfect. You see, the world's tried to tell you that you need to look like this person or you need to look like that person or, or you need to have this or you need to have that or you need to have this bank account or you need to be successful, okay? I'm not even sure what that word means, but everybody's telling me I need to be successful, right? Let me help you with something. God Almighty took a lump of clay and he molded you. When you get up tomorrow morning, you don't look in the mirror and go, oh my goodness. You look in the mirror and go, perfect. Amen? I mean, we're talking, you know, because isn't the world, and especially you ladies, I'm sorry, us men don't care as much, but you ladies are being told, you need to look like this. 
Right? You understand what I'm saying? You, you need to look like these ladies, and you need to wear nothing like them, and, and, and you need to, you know, and I want you to understand something. God molded you just like he molded them. And let me help you with one other thing. You know those people that they're telling you in the magazines and on television that you're supposed to look like? They don't look like that. If I had the right makeup and the right lighting, I could be pretty too. Amen? You know, I could. It'd be hard. That'd be real professional, but I could be pretty too. But here's the cool part. If we quit listening to this garbage and realizing that almighty perfect God molded me perfectly, we wouldn't be so pressured. You've got to have this. You've got to have this car. You've got to have this bank account. You've got to have this profession. You've got to have... It just, it just never, ever ends but almighty god molded me into me and he breathed into me the breath of eternal life then he promises me in psalm 23 that no matter what's going on around me it's okay because even if i am crushed even if i do listen to the wrong voices even if i feel poorly about myself even if i'm de depressed or in despair the bottom line is jesus christ can restore my soul he can restore my psyche. He can restore my inward man. He can once again help me to realize I am his son and I don't have to be like anybody. God created me to be me. And a lot of people are saying, well, he really messed up. Well, that's okay. But the bottom line is, I want you to hear this because there are so many people who call themselves Christians and they run around kind of dead men or dead women. They just ain't been buried yet. And the bottom line is, I want you to understand, you don't have to be there. Oh, but pastor, I've messed up in my life. Me too. Oh, but pastor, I got these people in my life. Me too. This happened to me when I was young. Me too. Bad things have happened to us. Me too. I got two babies in heaven. You know, I mean, they, they were bored and they died within days. Me too. We're here. I could sit around and pout and I could say, you know what? God, I don't understand why you did that. You know, why are you picking on me? Or I could say, you know what, God? You've got a perfect plan. And the cool part is you're a better dad than I am. And I'm going to spend eternity with these babies. Amen. You know, I mean, it frustrates me. I'd like to give her away and all that kind of stuff. I wouldn't want to be the dude I was giving her away to. Huh? You with little girls, I don't know how you do it. I'd be thumping me some boys, you know what I'm saying? You know? But I want you to hear this. I want you to understand this. We can sit around and we can say, I wish, I wish, I wish. And, and we that are a little older, you ever said this? I wish I'd have done this. I wish I'd have done something different. I'd wish I'd have made a different choice. Stop it. 
Where you are is where you are, and God knows where you are, and God loves you where you are. So you just let him love you where you are and restore you where you are, and he will take you where you need to be. Amen? Amen? Are you with me? You know? You say, well, Pastor, I'm really struggling with that. Then you go to Matthew 11, and you get up there, and, and then it says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and we've all been there, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. This is where most, quote, Christians are getting jammed up. And it's the church's fault in the 21st century. We have made church a place where you go and you sit and you enjoy. That's it. And I want you to understand, you missed the meat. You missed the glory. You missed the power. Man, if all you're doing is sitting there, doing nothing, enjoying the music, watching that crazy preacher, then the bottom line is you've missed it. God has something for you to do. God has something for you to step out and be. God has something that you can't do that he's going to call you to do. And that's where you really find the meat. Because when you step out and do the very thing he's called you to do that you know you can't do, all of a sudden you experience God. Are you with me? There's too many people who sit in churches and they never experience God. They never do. Because they never take his yoke upon them. You know, and I've grown up in church. And I'm going to be honest, different times, I hate church. You know, you got all this. You ever been to church that fights? Anybody? Huh? Man, I was about 16. I was, what the, I can't tell you what I said, but I, I, what in the world's going on here? You know, and my parents were, oh my goodness, they were so but the bottom line is I couldn't stand that place because they all fussed and fumed and fought and all that kind of stuff. I want you to understand something. That's not Christianity. Christianity was when everybody is finding their gifts and finding their talents and finding the, the fruit of Jesus Christ and stepping up and going out of this place and in this place and doing the wonderful will of God. You want, your, you want your soul to be restored? You want your soul to be lifted? You want to become a new person? Don't sit there. Don't sit there. And here's a good one. All churches and church people talk. You ever hear talk, everybody, you know, everywhere I've ever been to, uh, that they wanted me to come be their pastor, they're all like, well, we want to be an evangelistic church. And I'll say, no, you don't. And they're like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, if you want to be an evangelistic church, you would be an evangelistic church, but you just want to talk about being an evangelistic church. I want to challenge you. Stop talking. What's God called you to do? You want your soul restored? Take on his yoke. You want your soul restored? Go out of this place and die for your neighbor's. You want your soul restored? Go out of this place and pray until your friends and your family and your neighbors are saved. Quit whining that they ain't and start praying. Anybody still, everybody still love me? You got to hear this. You got to understand. 
God doesn't want you walking around all downtrodden. God wants to lift you up, baby. God wants to make you new. God wants to make you powerful. God wants to restore you in his lineage. He wants to restore you in his likeness. He wants to restore you in his power. He wants to heal your mind and heal your heart and heal your past and heal your present and make you into the man or woman that he created you to be. Go get mama. Today's a good day. Too many people run around, and I'm sorry, I've been there, but it was my own doing, depressed, in despair, addicted. We use use all these names, all these prognoses, all this stuff to excuse ourselves for being what we know we really don't want to be. Today's a good day to once again realize it was God who made me who I am. And it is God who breathed into my original person his breath of life. Here's the coolest part. Yes, it got messed up by sin. No problem. Not a problem. Here's the coolest part. What God breathed into, he can re-breathe into. Oh, but pastor, I've already asked him to do that. Me too. And you wouldn't believe how many mornings, you'd be embarrassed of your pastor, how many mornings your pastor asked God to re-breathe again. Anybody here ever struggle with stuff? You know, anybody? I know I shouldn't say this, but anybody here ever sin? Anybody here ever do things or think things or say things that Satan reminds you over and over and over about and it gets you down and you start thinking about those things and, and, you, and you feel like a dog and you just, you just feel like I might as well quit and I might as well, you know, give up this stuff and I'm never going to be that person. And What God created, he can recreate. What God breathed life into, he can re-breathe. And the cool part is, it doesn't matter how many times you ask. It's his pleasure. It's his pleasure. It's his joy. He loves to swoop down. And be for his kids what they could never, ever, ever begin to be be for themselves. Amen? So never, ever, ever think, I'm too far gone. Never, ever, ever think, there's no hope for me. Never, ever, ever think. And don't let anybody in your world think. There's nothing they can do because we have a Savior who will come 
and he will breathe, rebreathe in us, and we can become the living soul that we were created to be originally.